Hello, Bridgetown Church and all of you joining us online. My name is Bethany, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Thursday, February 4th. Last fall, I did a study around this idea of the wilderness, particularly as it exists in the scriptures. Now, it's something I've known about and thought about for years, whether it be in seminary or in Bible studies. But as I was prepping for a class around silence and solitude, I realized that I didn't know as much as I wanted to. In fact, I came to understand that my perception of it was quite off. The wilderness is a theme we see all throughout the scriptures, Old and New Testament alike. From Abraham to Moses to Jesus and the apostles, the wilderness is something you can't escape when reading the scriptures. Now, there's tons that can be said about it, but what has particularly stood out to me is how often we, those of us who have been in the church or followed Jesus for a while, have viewed the wilderness. Most assume it's this gnarly, tough place, one that all Christians must experience at some point or another. It's a bit of a rite of passage, but not really one you want to take. It's often viewed as the place where we suffer or hold on or even white-knuckle it, even a place where we endure the absence of God's presence. And while it can certainly be and feel like all of those things, I've been wondering if that is what the desert was really intended to be. In the Exodus story, for example, we see elements of hardship and heartache as they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. But in their story, is there more that meets the eye? And if there is, how is it supposed to inform how we live? In Matthew chapter 3, we read about the time when Jesus was led into the wilderness. Starting at verse 13, we read that Jesus came from Galilee to, to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Then in chapter 4, verse 4, we read that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, what's a standout here is that immediately following his baptism and his affirmation by the Father, Jesus heads directly for the wilderness upon the Spirit's prompting. Now, that word wilderness in Greek is eramos, which can be simple enough on the page, but the word actually has a variety of meanings. Here it can be translated the wilderness or the desert, but it can also be translated as the lonely place. Now, there's tons to unpack, even in a short text like this one. But what drew me in here in particular was this interesting line. Jesus was led by the Spirit. Honestly, when I read that, it was like I was seeing it for the first time. And it made me wonder and even ask, why would the Spirit lead Jesus into the wilderness? to that dark and desolate place. 
sure, to confront Satan and temptation as the story goes. But why the wilderness? Many of us read these conditions as Matthew's way of creating a vulnerable scene for Jesus. We read it as though Satan arrives when Jesus is weak. Forty days alone, nothing to eat. Watch how strong Jesus is going to be. I mean, he's God after all. I don't know about you, but I would be far from my best self 40 days without eating. But it seems that's not the case with Jesus. You see, in my study, I learned that most scholars would actually argue that the Eremos does not represent a state of weakness, but instead the place of strength. So yes, while Jesus was strong, it was because of the desert, not in spite of it. And this blew my mind. As I reread the story through this lens, everything changed. In Matthew, the Spirit draws Jesus into the Eremos because when these 40 days of solitude and fasting concluded, Jesus, while at his lowest in many ways, especially physically speaking, would be at the height of his spiritual prowess. Then, and only then, would he be properly equipped and suited to face the evil one. And that, my friends, is and was a game changer for me. There's so much to be said about this long season we find ourselves in. Many feel like this is a wilderness season of sorts for one reason or another. But I wonder if instead of seeing it as a place of desolation, we saw it more as a place of consolation or fortification, what would change in us? Back to the Israelites wandering in the desert in Exodus. What if we read their story through the lens of strengthening not suffering? What if we read about the cloud by day and the fire by night, and instead of seeing them as lifelines, we also saw them as markers of both God's presence and strength, physical pictures of God's withness? Or looking over at Paul's time in the wilderness before his ministry began, what if we read that less as a place to be purified or sorted out and more as an act of consecration for the empowerment of his mantle and calling. What would change for us, for you, if you saw your wilderness season as a place where God wanted to strengthen you? What would you welcome differently? Would you, instead of resisting, embrace what is in front of you with new vision, hope, and even a different perspective? All throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus, our rabbi, return to the Eremos again and again. We read that he wakes up early to go to the Eremos, that he leaves his disciples and goes to the Eremos, that he even leaves the crowds and heads for the Eremos, which means that there is something there for us, something that reaches beyond survival and has the deep capacity to bring us strength. Someone who does not just want to keep us alive, but who also wants to help us thrive. There is a place for purification in the wilderness, but it always has purpose. Things must be stripped away, but only to lighten our load enough to keep us in step with the Spirit. I don't know where this hits you today, but my prayer is that you would welcome a perspective change as it pertains to your wilderness that you would be bold in embracing all that the wilderness has forced you to see and know, and that you would, with faith, 
Look for the strengthening work of God in your life, knowing that you are never actually alone, even in the lonely place. <laughs>